0: Welcome to the Generation Discipleship Podcast. My name is Jake, and I serve as the Discipleship Pastor here at Generation Church in Clayton, North Carolina. And I have two special guests with me: one, Paula Schwartzy, and two, Jason Lawhorn. How are you guys? We're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, have you guys introduce yourself a little bit more. So, Paula, uh, tell us about yourself a little bit. Where are you from?
1: Okay. Well, my name is Paula, and I am from Indiana. Have been in North Carolina. Since two thousand six, so feel like I'm a little bit of a North Carolina girl now. Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah. Okay. And where did you, where did you, you said you moved from Indiana?
1: Yes, Muncie, Indiana.
0: Okay. Yeah. And how long? When did you leave there?
1: Two thousand six.
0: And but how old are you?
1: Oh goodness gracious, that's a personal question. I'm Just kidding. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, don't don't
0: don't don't put my age out Actually, there.
1: Actually, <laughs> my birthday was yesterday, and I was sixty seven. So do the math.
0: There you go. There you go. Uh, Jason, and you are originally from here. I you know, am one of the
2: the rare birds that is from originally from here. From right. actually from Johnson County. I grew up probably about uh, ten miles away. That's awesome.
0: I love that. It's a it's a rare thing. Um, really quick, um, bucket list item, Paula. What is it?
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I can't even think of anything. Really quick, I think my bucket list item. Might be to one day have a place at the beach.
0: Oh, okay. I I want that too. Okay. You can come visit. <laughs> I was going to talk about sports, but this guy likes the Cubs, and we can't go there. Oh, so I love the we Cubs. We can't go there. I love the Cubs. Are you serious?
1: I am dead oh, okay. serious. Okay, we can stop the yeah. podcast now. Okay. We're done. Uh, we'll and, talk
0: later. Yeah, and what's your bucket list item?
2: I would say um, my wife and I, we have the same common goal as far as um, traveling out east for months on end and uh, mm, okay. just motoring around, seeing different stops and not actually having a destination.
0: So you, th- you said out east? West, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I was like, you live in the east, dog.
2: Yeah, uh, so out, out west. west. But
0: you've, you've gone on some travels. Where have you gone?
2: We have been to um, Moab, Utah, um, Grand Canyon, um, Montana, Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yellowstone. That's cool. Almost but that was just the tip of the iceberg first. Oh yeah, like you really wanna, wanna go you wanna go all in. Yep, we yeah. did.
0: There's um there's some mountain, Mount Elbert in Colorado, whenever me and Sarah were moving from Seattle to Maryland. This is like a while ago now. We were gonna climb it and we got there with no training and we lived in Seattle, which is like I think negative like in elevation. Like literally it's like negative eight feet. And uh we got to this Mount Elbert, and it was—we got like a mile in, and our noses started bleeding. And I was like, oh, "I don't oh think this is goodness. right. <laughs> I think we should turn around." And we did. <laughs> it was scary, uh, but turns out like we probably could have powered through and been fine. Uh, but yeah, so Mount Elbert—you should add that to your list. Oh,
2: put it down. That's a good
0: one. Um, so uh, you guys are here because you're in a DNA group, and you both are in a community group. Yes. And um, so that's what we're going to talk about today—is DNA group and and what it means. So I want to start out by just asking that question before we even get into maybe some of the definitions or um, into anything else. What does, Paula, what does DNA mean to you? Like what, not just like the acronym DNA, but okay. like what does it mean, the group?
1: Um, DNA for me is just a sm- it's like um, a small connect group mm-hmm. where you get really personal tight. you dive deeper. Mm-hmm. Than you do like in our community group. So you yeah. make a commitment, you know, there's a lot of things there that are different than the community
0: group. Yeah, or when you... a
1: women's Bible study.
0: And when you say deeper, you mean like um, like into scripture, into relationships? Like what does that mean? Both. Both. Both yeah.
1: into the scriptures and into relationships. Yeah. yeah, and
0: so you don't need to name like last name drop, but who are you in a DNA group, please?
1: I am in a DNA group with Amanda and Marie. And Nikki. There's four of us. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And
0: Jason, how about you? For you,
2: what is what does that DNA group mean? Um, DNA has been a new outlet for me to um, just vent to other guys, you yeah. know, about just day to day struggles and yep. and also be an ear and be a shoulder for those guys. Um, celebrate like we just celebrated, um, joy in our past DNA group yep. and um, you know it's it's just fun to, to have a group of guys that I talk to throughout the week that I share yeah personal things on, on a certain level but it's just constantly interacting yeah. and, and, and um, sharing joys and struggles with and yeah. then on top of that we also learn more about you know the word and you know get closer to God I feel like as well yeah.
0: that's good yeah, we, um, so we, yeah, that's really, I love both of those answers because it's true um, that it's about relationships and about scripture and it's about coming together, kind of merging the two almost in a way uh, that you would be pointing people back to Jesus and, and the truth in scripture. And so, um, I, I think one of the things that is important for us to like bring up is what, what we define a dis- disciple as uh, here at Generation and, um. So I'm just going to read that really quick, that definition. So we define a disciple as someone who is following Jesus, is becoming like Jesus, and is helping others do the same. And so I think like kind of what you guys are describing is that, like you're choosing to follow Jesus. You're becoming more like him by you digging into scripture and and allowing that to penetrate your heart, which is then going to change how you act. And so um, DNA is an acronym for something. It's discover, nurture, act. And so how does that, how do you see those things playing out like in the DNA groups, those different parts, because they are like key parts to the group.
1: I think for me, it's like, it's really helped me focus Mm -hmm. and given me some clarity in my walk. So I'm discovering, I'm reading God's word, I'm Mm -hmm. discovering more about it. It's nurturing in that um, it's becoming alive to me. It's becoming more applicable, Mm -hmm. um, which then causes the action um, to act in different ways, not only for myself, but the way I look at others and situations. So it's really like, um, it's it's life-changing for me. Yeah,
0: do you have an example of how in your own heart, like you've come together with these other women in this little micro group it's like four of you mm-hmm. you've come together and you've you've dug into scripture and then do you have like some little example for us to share like oh god's changed my heart in this way yeah
1: i we just finished proverbs which was a long book and it took us quite a long time to get through it but it was like you can't read i could read proverbs and just think oh well that's a, mm-hmm. a nice saying yeah but we really tried to, I tried, we all tried, to look at the way that it changed us. So when it says, don't be a fool, you know, I had to look at the areas of my life where I was acting like a fool mm-hmm. and um, make better choices. So it just it just helped me to really take the scripture and apply it to my life instead of just yeah. reading it for reading's sake.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. We, Jason and I are in a DNA group together with another gentleman named Mike, and the group like you said like we we celebrated something really big in our group and uh, and being able to do that together just I mean like it it solidifies like the relationships it's like you're joyful for something that the other person is joyful about and like you're excited about it and you're you're moving together so for you what is there an example outside of that that would that would talk to these these three things to discover the nurture they act And we've already kind of hit on it a little bit in the beginning, but
2: um, yeah. So the discover, um, discovering God's word has, I feel like, kind of leans towards the the discover part. Like, I don't. Whenever I get together with you guys, like, whenever we're reading, you know, the Bible, preparing for our discussion. I get excited for that like i i feel like i don't feel like that that's a chore i don't feel like i'm making myself Mm -hmm. read the bible i'm actually interested because i want to have i want to have good conversation i want to be able to participate in that and and not just be going through the motions and like i like to interact and and just have have feedback in what we're talking about and it makes me want to read the Bible. It makes mm-hmm. me, you know, and I, I do it two different ways. I sit there, you know, it gives me something to do on my way into work and and home from work. I'll, yeah. instead of not just always reading it, I'll listen to the, whatever we're reading, I'll listen to it on my way into work and it yep. gives me something. So that way, you know, it ha- helps me to act. Yeah. Throughout my day at work it allows me, okay, I'm soaking in word in the morning. Yep helps me kinda have a piece over what I'm doing at work and then whenever I come home I'm listening to, you know, whatever we're reading and then it helps me to That's good. Act at home as well and it's then, like
0: sets up a foundation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah,
1: I like how God has used it to remind me through the week of many different things. Yeah. And it's also been exciting to share it with these ladies because seeing how they look at it. Yeah enlightens me as well so yep. yeah it's it's just really cool.
0: Well and I think it's like if you think about our values here at Generation right if you're not from Generation and you're listening we have values and our first value is Jesus is our example and then from there the rest of them flow. Serving is our privilege, love is our instinct, generosity is our norm and place is our intention right but it's from the first one that everything flows right and so I think I think it's true here as well when we talk about discover, nurture, act, it's almost like a progression of like you're discovering God's word, you're in his word, it's changing your heart, it's nurturing your heart, and then you're acting. Your hands and your the way you're behaving start to be changed because you're in God's word and you're allowing it to penetrate your heart and it's it's changing who you are. So, um, you know, discover, that first piece, it's, it's about uncovering the vital truth about, I think, and this kind of goes into the here journals, it's the vital truth of who God is and what he's done. And in light of that, who are we and how should we live? And so uh, J- uh, John, not James, but John 831 through 32 says this. If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm, that's good. Like, if you hold to my teachings, mm-hmm. you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. How does your DNA group function? Like, what, what do the rhythms look like? So for me to get you guys thinking about how they, and for you, Jason, it's going to be a mirror image, uh, I feel like. Uh, maybe for you different, uh, differently, it'll be personally, like it'll be different. But um, so, for example, our DNA group, it's a little different than another DNA group. There's another male DNA group that's out there. It's three guys that meet. And they do a chapter a day so when they meet together every other week they do 14 chapters they go over 40 chapters and that's a lot for me and in my mind that's a lot but for them it's great it's exactly what they want to do and they function really well in that and so i think that's kind of the point of the dna group so you got to find what's consistent for your group and then stick with it but for our group we do one chapter every two weeks so we really dive in we're going to luke right now um and for me personally it's like that's how I personally read the Bible anyways. I usually read like one chapter at a time, anywhere from five days to a week long. And I'll read it like you did, Jason, like in different ways. Sometimes I'll just read it and I won't do anything with it. It's like, Lord, what, like, what what, do you want me to learn from this? And the next day I'll read the same passage, ask the same question, and maybe take a couple notes, maybe highlight a word or a phrase that sticks out. And then the next day as it goes on and on, I add a little bit more and more until my journal is full, which is my here journal, right? And here is another acronym mm-hmm. for highlight, explain, apply, respond. Highlight, explain, apply, respond. And within that journal, we ask the questions, which is the main point of Discover, which is to learn about who God is, what he's done, and in light of that, who are we and how should we live? So for you, Paula, like what what's the flow look like for your group?
1: Well, our group meets every week, um, and of course, we miss some weeks, but uh, we try to meet every Monday, so we, we've made that commitment to do that. Um, we, like I said, we went through Proverbs. We did a chapter a week, and if you've studied Proverbs, you can tell that it's it seems like it's a little bit repetitive at times, Yes. but we decided that we probably needed to hear it over and <laughs> over again.
0: There's probably and a reason. There was probably
1: a reason, and that's why we were in Proverbs. So, and we do the Hear Journal, journal as well. And um, we don't just pick one thing, you know, we can do it one day, we can Mm -hmm. do it multiple days. There isn't any rules to how many uh, scriptures we share or how it's impacted us. It's however God spoke to us that week. And then we bring that and then we share that. So that's kind of how our rhythm goes.
0: Yeah, and so you guys are both in DNA groups and you're both in community groups. And you both serve here at Generation Paula. I believe you serve like with the welcome team, mm-hmm. and Jason, you're serving with students. Yeah. What group? The high school guys.
2: So we're, I'm in. Uh, our, my wife and I we're both in Gen Youth, and I work with the middle school boys.
0: Okay. And what does Allison do?
2: She is with the high school girls. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Um, so you guys are both serving. You're both in community group, and you're both DNA group. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like, and it's okay to say yes. Do you ever feel like it's too much?
1: For me it is not, but I you have to understand, I'm an extreme people person. You're so extreme extrovert. I am You're an like extreme extrovert, yeah. So can't I stand love it. Alone. And I love getting together and talking about God's word and I love getting together and talking about how God's working in your life. So for me they're all it's it's wonderful. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So it's Jason? not for me.
2: Well, I would say i was I'm the exact opposite. I'm an extreme introvert. Whenever I listen to Jared, I feel like he's talking. I feel like he's looking right at me a lot of times because <laughs> he I relate to a lot of things he says as far as like i, mean, I don't I like to watch a group of people. I just don't like to be involved with a group of people. Mm-hmm. And since we've started coming to generation i've I've tried to do things to kind of you know pull myself out of that and like getting involved with youth. I love my kids other people's kids maybe not so much but you know <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it being here and watching you know kids grow and I grew up learning a lot about scripture you know early on and it's 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 really good to watch the youth of this church and they want to learn yeah. and and mm-hmm. that's, that's helped it. me grow and get to know these kids and then get to know their parents as well but um yeah I don't I don't I do heating and air so I, I get I get really bombarded in the spring and in the summer and mm-hmm. I can feel very overwhelmed from that um, but I've never felt like any of that I stepped out on all all three things you know with serving community group yeah. and, and I, you know just listen to Jarrett talk you know just say yes and I've just said yes to all of it even though I've had my reservations but I'm like it's just like this podcast like you know did it do I have did I have like Anxiety about it or anything? Not really, but you know, it's like, look, why not? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, you know. And generation is so, you know, understanding if it doesn't work out, though, you know, hey, no harm, no foul. You know, they're not. Nobody's gonna be mad at me that yeah. I, I tried something out and maybe it didn't work. You know, and and it's ever all three areas has worked out great for me, and I'm, yeah. I'm I'm thankful to have a place that, you know, I'm I'm growing. And all, you know, gaining friends and meeting new people, and I'm yeah. able to serve in something that's helping me grow as well.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: That's one thing that's interesting about DNA, too, is that two of the ladies that are in my group, I really didn't know. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was four friends that came together. Yeah. Like the Bible studies I've been a part of. Yeah. So there was a. Little bit of getting to know each other and feeling comfortable and having that that trust level um, come about. So yeah, but I thought that was
0: yeah, well, that was cool too. Yeah, and I think you know as we're talking about like different rhythms and how it functions, like each community group is different too, right? Mm-hmm. Primarily, yeah. DNA groups will come out of community groups. Like you'll come together as a larger group, right? Our community groups are usually we call them a mid-sized group, right? And so it's Anywhere from 18 to 25 people. 25 is a lot. 25 is getting up there, but 18 to 25 people. And so uh, out of that, then you make these little connections. Guys or gals that want to go a little bit deeper, and you you get together, and that's kind of how it happens. Sometimes the DNA groups, they'll start to form out of like a serve team. So I know there's some guys that have started to gather together in a DNA group that are on the worship team, um, and some other places like that throughout the church. And so those, it'll do that as well, so it's not restricted to just <coughs> community groups, but it is primarily it comes out of DNA groups, like 85 to 90% of the time. So what's, what's it, I think what's cool about the DNA groups is that they can start to, like ours, Jason, it starts to like intertwine with the schedule of the C, the community group. Yeah. So like for ours, our community group, we meet right now in the summer once a month, but in the fall we'll probably meet twice a month every other week. And and on the, you know, the fifth Sundays or the fifth week of the month, like maybe we won't meet, who knows. But we're going to meet every other week as a community group. And on the weeks that we don't, well, that's when we meet as as DNA groups. And so each group is a little different, too. Yeah. Some meet monthly, right, throughout the whole year, and then they do like a dinner, um, stuff like that. So the different rhythms, I think it's just like, that's, I think what you said is great, is Jason, is that is that no one... No community group leader, no one on staff here. Generation is going to be like, well, you started a DNA group and then, then you didn't do it. Like, (laughs) you're going to hell. (laughs) No one's going to say that. That's not true, first of all. But no one's going to say that because the reality is like, life is life. There's things that are going to pop up. Things that are going to, like, you're going to have seasons of life that are less busy, seasons of life that are more busy. But what's important is that you stay consistent. So it's like saying to the group, you know, I would never be upset as a like another. Person in Jason's DNA group, if he was like, "Hey man, like, do you mind if we change the day to like Thursday or something?
2: Like, it's just gonna work better for me." Well, let me check. Yeah, that
0: works for me. Move well, it around.
2: And I think we've seen some people, you know, that grow out of well, not necessarily grow out, but they branched out of yeah. of the of the community group we're in and yep. started their own community group. Exactly. Maybe closer to their home, or you know, with a group of people that you know they were in you know, in a group with doing something else, maybe yeah. serving. Or, so, you know, just because it didn't fit, you know, it, it's okay. You yeah, know, you can, exactly. you can do something else. That's the great thing about this church. There's so many areas to serve and there's so many community groups. I mean, you get on that app and just look at the different groups mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, there there's a lot of options there. Yeah. You're not just yeah. pigeonholing the one thing.
0: No, and they're all over the place. It's. I mean if you literally have, this week I've been just thinking through like how God's moving and how he's working in our church and just trying to keep up with that has been a hassle <laughs> but looking at the map I've I've put all the community groups on the map and I've put all of our all of our partners here at Generation on the map and I've put everybody that's come to Generation over the last year on the map and it's all in one spot like it all overlaps mm-hmm. each other there's no like is where it's like well there's a group of people over here and we don't have a community group there it's like no we have community groups that are covering where where god is bringing people from and it's like and we're only moving up from here there are so many community groups and there's emerging leaders within those community groups and we have great systems and structure in place to help raise up those leaders and the reality is is like dna groups though that is where the meat that's where the most growth is going to happen each again each community group is different there are different life stages there's different marriages and there's different relationships and there's different parenting styles in each group and it's like each group is different and God knows exactly what that group needs and he has leaders that we've raised up and to help train and that we're processing processing things alongside of that it just God's like moving so Mm -hmm. much here and and I don't want people to miss like where the most fruit is coming from, which is DNA groups. You were about to say something, Paul. I went,
1: that's one thing that I've seen is like, I was in a different community or a DNA group for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I left that DNA group for various reasons, but one, you know, I had my, my elderly mom with me and I was in a couple other trainings, so it was overwhelming. And so, but then I, I, I missed that. So instead of going back in, I went and and someone said, would you do, Marie asked me, would you do community group? I'm like, sure. And I mean DNA group. So we did. And, you know, so right now we're finishing Proverbs. Mm-hmm. We're going to discuss what where we go from here. I mean, it's kind of hard to decide when to break out and do another DNA group. You know, they're in Flowers Plantation. I'm clear out on the other side of town. You know, is it easy? Uh, we want We want it to be we don't want it to be a three-hour commitment. So trying to to work that out. But the other thing that I've seen is in our community group, those that are in DNA groups, I have seen people being willing to pray now, being, you know, they're, I just see the DNA affecting even the community group Mm -hmm. and making it stronger. We're family. That's the thing yep. I think I get from DNA and community the most is I get my family from that. Yeah. And not being from here and having yeah. all that. Yep. You know.
0: Well, I'll give yeah. you an example of where I've seen the growth, uh, just in our own community group, and then we'll kind of wrap it up here. Just one little scenario, and I'm not going to use their name, but they're in a commu- they're in a DNA group, and they have been for a while. And uh, when we were meeting in the spring, um, this person would would be in the community group with us and just be really quiet. And in our community groups, we you know I talk with our, our community group leaders and one of the things I say to them is like, silence is okay. Sometimes like letting, I know it can be really awkward, but letting silence happening frees up the people who are really quiet to actually talk. Um, and so this one person, they've been in DNA group and they've been diving into scripture with their DNA group and I know that they're in our community group. And every time this person Every time there's like 10 seconds of silence, it's like they don't talk for very long, but when they do, it's like there's just this nugget of truth and it's like so cool to see this person starting to open up more about about themselves and where they are spiritually on their on their discipleship journey. It's like I want to see that more in more of our community groups and I think personally I think DNA groups are the way for that to happen. I don't think it's I don't think it's the only way. I think I think you can have right. vulnerability in a community group for sure. Definitely, we have that I think in ours too. And, you, know, you start to grow as family, you get closer to one another. But it's like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, not sometimes family members can't make it, and that's okay. And that's how I view community group for me. It's like, no, oh, that's all right. Like they couldn't make it. The reality is like with DNA group, it's like when you can't make it, it's like, well, Jason, what the heck? Man? <laughs> like I thought this was a priority. Unless there was like obviously an emergency, you got to stay late at work or something like that. But if you're like, man, I'm just not feeling well what you can't do that so I just want to see people growing spiritually and I think this in my opinion this is where I'm seeing you know the 30,000 foot view I get to see all these little DNA groups meeting and they're in community groups and the most fruit I'm seeing in our church body is coming from DNA groups mm-hmm. and what's important to remember is I'm going to say it and it's in the DNA guide is find what works for your group and then stay consistent like that is it with anything, I mean the thing that's anything in life. You're a marathon runner, you got to stay consistent. You're a fisherman, you got to stay consistent. Like all of these things, there's consistency behind them. And so, um, well, thank you guys for being on the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, if you're looking to start a DNA group, I want to let you know we have a DNA guide that will set up the foundation for your DNA group. It's based on three meetings where you talk about what it means to be a disciple what an actual DNA group is, what each of those parts are and what they mean. And then finally, it will talk and show you how to fill out the HERE journal and talk about the four questions, which are, who is God? What has He done? And in light of that, who am I and how should I live? And so I would love to get you that information. If you want to, to ask any questions about DNA group or community groups, you can email me at jake at generationchurch.org. Well, that's it from us. Until next time.